This podcast is for entertainment purposes only. The hosts are not trained professionals, and their opinions come from personal experience, not professional training. In this episode, we discuss fictional depictions of trauma and violence that may not be suitable for all listeners, so please take care of yourselves. Specific content warnings for each episode can be found in the show notes. Events in the media are discussed in approximate order of escalation. This episode contains spoilers. And I'm Robin. And welcome to our first Books That Burn mini-sode. We have an unplanned segment for you today because we had originally recorded this and then we had some issues with our audio and so we're actually going to re-record it into a longer discussion. Book is Golden Hand by Garth Nix, the last book of the Old Kingdom series. Specifically, this is a re-record of our minor character spotlight talking about Mogget. This is full of spoilers because it is just the segment we lost and not any of the spoiler-free wrap-up and ratings. Those were in the main episode that's already out. So, Mogget. Mogget is awesome, and I constantly oscillate between feeling and not feeling like he deserves everything that's happening. (laughs) Mogget in our our original episode, I say this, Mogget is my favorite character in this entire series. Yeah, um, he's great. He's he's very, very funny. And so Mogget has an interesting history um, mm-hmm. where throughout kind of the books, we kind of, you know, find more and more pieces. But he, he was enslaved uh, yeah. from literally the... Not, I don't want to, I don't get, I don't want to say like the beginning of the universe, (laughs) but it is the beginning of this universe. It is the beginning of the charter. Yes. It is the beginning of like the rules of that, of the, the universe that we read in the books. And so there's this very, very weird thing where Mogget, Mogget was enslaved because he was neutral. Mm Mm-hmm. He didn't take a side. And that's, first off, that's unsettling already. (laughs) Yeah, because the winners kind of were like, well, we're not sure we can trust you. And to be fair, we don't know whether he did anything actively antagonistic that long ago. That's true. But still, this is pretty harsh. We finally found out stuff in Clarial. Like, that (laughs) makes it feel even more harsh. Oh, yeah. Well, and and, and, I mean, it's, it's weird because he... He, he, we kind of, we don't get this explicitly, but it's kind of implied that as far as like the strata of powerful being, of powerful beings goes, he was the only one that mattered that was neutral Mm -hmm. at all. Like full stop. Um, he was the only voice that would have made a difference that said, I don't want to be part of this. And then, and then he spent, you know, forever. Well, that's backed up in a Borson where he does make the final difference at the end. But oh yeah, as as to what's in this book, this is our first chance. Oh no, wait! I want to talk about all of it because no. we had originally talked about all of it. Oh okay, sorry. I it's been a month, especially because we have more time. Yeah, this yeah, was yeah. this was the one where we hadn't talked about him before, and so we just want to like just talk, talk about, about everything. His yeah, yeah. So. If you're going back to stuff in, like, the first trilogy, one of the things that I found very interesting and, again, very unsettling is 
he has a preferred form and he is forbidden to use it in the presence of the abortions unless individual ones give him specific permission to use it. Or we should say one of his preferred forms, but it is the one with hands. It It is the one... I honestly wonder if that's not maybe why. That's total speculation. But I but it is interesting to me that his animal form is fine, but the but the form that has like opposable thumbs and digits mm, <laughs> he was told you can't have this. It's yeah, also the I, only form that he can go out in the general public and talk and not cause like and not chaos. automatically be a magical talking cat. Yeah. Yeah. And, and not necessarily that that's the only form he can take, but it is it it is kind of interesting thinking about in that light because it's very much a freedom restriction, and it's and and it kind of seems random when you encounter it in the book. Like, well, why can't mm-hmm. he have this form? But I actually don't think it was random. I had always assumed that it was because the way he uses that form is unsettling because he uses that form to still eat fish raw while they're still alive, and when he does it as a cat, everyone's a little bit cooler with it. Yeah, but like I don't know there. There's just, there is that angle of, like, this is the preferred form that we see that has hands and anemonimity, and blah, 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 hands and... Appendages? Amenities? No. Being anonymous. Oh, on an- anonymity. I can't say that word out loud. That's awful. Anonymity. That doesn't sound like <laughs> a real word. It's fake. <laughs> uh, no, so it's the anemone. only... It's the o- it's the only, it's the form that we see where he has the ability to be anonymous out in public. Mm-hmm. But but although that now that being said, it's only I he's mean, not forbidden from using it ever. He's forbidden from using it around the abortions. So maybe it's not you know maybe it's not that deep. <laughs> also, to be clear, the form that he's in ninety nine percent of the time is a white cat. The other form we are talking Black about that cat. is forbidden. He's black? He's a black cat? I'd always pictured him as a white cat. He's a cat. He's a cat. The reason- Oh, I had him in my head that he was a white cat because when he's in this other form, it's an albino dwarf. Yeah. And so I thought he was white in both forms. Uh, he might be a white cat. Hold on. The black- The black cat is Caragor. Because they split into a white cat and a black cat. Oh, okay. Google says that Mogget is 100% a white cat. (laughs) Yeah, okay. yeah. All right, Car- fine. Caragor is, Caragor there is, is a black, black cat, cat, but it's Caragor. Yeah. Okay. So in Clarial, okay. So, so when we're talking about like Maga and trauma and, and he's got, he's enslaved, he's restricted and he's restricted and, but he has like, he has his own agenda. And this is, I think like, like you had talked about before, kind of where, you know, going back and forth with does he deserve it or not? Mm-hmm. He has his own agenda. And that agenda is very, very much be free and eat his enslavers. Mm-hmm. I just remembered a, a thing. I'm sure, I, I'm sure this did not originate with Babylon Five, but I, but oh. you know, the the first uh, obligation of a prisoner is to escape, and that yeah is what Mogget is doing for thousands of, of years. Yeah. yeah, he can like other people. They are tools on the way to getting out, and uh, I really think it's important that when he does finally get out, 
it's because someone trusted him before he proved himself, if that makes sense. Well, <sighs> like Sam didn't wait for him to prove he was fine in order to trust no, him. But Sam did decide. See, this is where I actually don't think this was a altruistic decision. No, no, no. Moggett's decision was not altruistic. No, not his. Sam's. Oh, Sam's? I well, think, I mean, it definitely was. If, if, I if think he it didn't- literally, I think at literally any other point in this entire series, if he had been released, that would have been awesome. That would have been the freeing of a prisoner. Instead, he was released as a last, a last ditch effort to defeat their enemy. Right, because if he didn't help, they were screwed. And if he did right. help, then they might make it. But right. the reason... So, the reason I see it as being, like, a genuine, like, friendship thing I mean, from Sam is the way he behaves toward him throughout the book. It's building toward this. Sam is like, it, I have decided to does. trust you. And Ma gets like, weird, but okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm going it, to stab you, but okay. It and definitely then- does build... <sighs> see, this is the thing, is it, it from a narrative perspective... It's built in. From a power dynamics perspective, it is not. From a power dynamics oh. perspective, this is the person in power saying, mm-hmm. I'm releasing you because your life is in danger and I want you to help me. Right. And then deciding not to, not to go recapture him as a That's group. That's true. That was it. Like, I mm-hmm. mean, Yeah. Sam cares. Sam thought about him. Sam, you know, oh, what if Moggett was free? And prob I mean, I would assume the reason that he was not gone after and, and recaptured was because he did stand with them. Mm-hmm. But if he hadn't, and they had won, even if they won, he would have been back to being a prisoner. So, yeah, I, 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 I look at that as a, a coerced decision at best. <laughs> Mm-hmm. From from both directions. Because you really think Oranis is going to let him live when he also did not side with Oranis, and Oranis' goal is destroying everything. So. Yeah. And I do think it's important to note here that once Mogget has his freedom, he does not go on a murderous rampage throughout creation. Yeah. <laughs> Which begs the question of, would he have ever? Or was that just the people who had the power saying... Well, we don't want you to do to you. We don't want you to do to us what equivalent of what we've done to you. So I think that, especially because we learn late, we learn in this book that Mogget mm-hmm. very likely has people who who look up to him as a god and have animals named after him and have like he has a whole persona and like and everything we learn about him that is negative or destructive comes from our abortion narrative it comes from like warnings and potent teachings from like like right. it's, it's we don't see him do anything that's not directly aimed at his own freedom or his own ability to to have decision even well, I mean, even the manipulation c- with clarial even mm-hmm. that he's egging her on but she's his ticket out of there Right. He wants and her that to does come back the... to the whole, like, first obligation of the prisoner is to escape, like, the yeah. thing that he is doing, everything is to try and get out. And, yeah. yeah, as soon as we stop having the abortions tell us how awful he is, 
someone like likes him and you know he's using her but he also didn't lie to her no uh well he he did insinuate that she was going to be able to use charter magic <laughs> just fine after using that much free magic well but yeah. well one of the well I the think thing it is, is like like he does it's not that he doesn't lie to her it's that he he is manipulative and he is controlling the situation to get what he wants and i'm trying to remember if it states what his end goal is in clarial because i know killing killing the king was a revenge goal for the two free the two free magic spirits but i don't remember if it ever says what Mogget's goal is or if he just kind of pushes them forward and then you know laughs when they're loose <laughs> But yeah, like he's he's very much this character where he's he's built up as this big threat that they have to keep under wraps. And yeah. he absolutely has the power to be that threat. But nothing that he does warrants that kind of punishment in this series. Now, that being said, this series is the culmination of a series of of a, a history of events. We don't have Mockett's full backstory. We don't even have Mockett's internal dialogue. Which is kind of part of the point here. But, and I, and I don't want to say he's a misunderstood character. I want to say that when the people enslaving you talk mm -hmm. up how dangerous you are, and the only person that you've ever on screen threatened is them for holding you captive, that's suspect at best. <laughs> I also do want to talk about how it's warping his mind, because what... At least what he is able to say out loud, is, and is? as far as I can tell, also what he is able to think oh, is shaped there's certain by the things collar. he's been forbidden to talk so, about. So, like, he's, it seems not just, like, we see this the most in Clarial, where, like, at the very end, once, right, well, Ooh. there's definitely stuff he's forbidden to talk about, and some of the way he acts in Clarial makes me think that there's stuff that he is literally unable to think when the abortion's attention is on him, because the way he acts at the end once um, he's like, oh, I can't believe I was ever doing all those terrible things that the abortions don't like, and Clariel's like, I can't believe I've lost you, you're gone, they've taken you, that's sort of a, an idea, and he's like, what do you mean, this is me, and she's kind of like, no... It's, yeah. it's not. It's not you. And for us, that depiction is further mm -hmm. from the Mogget we see, but it's consistent. Like, Clarial kind of has us have bouncing around on both extremes. Well, in the main trilogy, though. And in the main trilogy, he's more, he's more in the middle of that. Oh, that's, that's straight up gaslighting. Well, in, ter in terms of trauma, not being able to control your own thoughts, not being able to trust your own thoughts. Yeah, that's gaslighting. So this is like magical gaslighting where it's not just, yeah, it's, it's mm. magical brainwashing and gaslighting and because it's built into the Aborsen's mm. family of, like, this is how we treat Mogget, each individual Aborsen isn't even necessarily trying 
to hurt him. They just do a vague <laughs> sense millennia. of if we don't keep him controlled, he'll do something terrible. And they never stop to think that maybe he'll do something terrible yeah. because we've been locking him up and controlling him for so long. Maybe we should stop that sometime. Until we get to the one in the family who isn't an abortion. <laughs> I don't want to say Mogget the way he wants to be, but like, he's, he is the least, I would argue that he is the least restricted in Sabriel. Because there is, there is a generational oh, yeah. functional okay. knowledge gap because Sabriel does not grow up in the old kingdom and does not have the cultural know-how that comes along with growing with being in your the place that you grew up and because of that uh Mogget wasn't really very restricted because sabriel kind of had to rely on him to be her safeguard and protector and backup and guide and everything magically abortion wise she was fine but physically, functionally, she was absolutely not. Mm-hmm. And also, she knew enough to be wary of Mogget. She knew who Mogget was when they first met. She, you know, like, was kind of muddling her way through uh, controlling him as the person with- in power in the moment. But there's a huge difference between Mogget, who could just slip off and walk away and come back and Sabriel gets upset that he he went without telling her and has nothing that she knows how to do about it versus in Clarial where Mogget couldn't say words because the current abortion who holds the power over him 20 years ago the last time he saw the cat had said you can't talk about this topic this topic there's just a big difference and and the difference that we see in Clarial versus Sabriel versus Goldenhand is that in Clarial, Mogget was figuratively and magically, literally, under lock and key, even when he was running away. In Sabriel, he was just mm-hmm. kind of going to <laughs> also, like he was just kind of also going along with this adventure. And yeah. if he had wanted, if he had wanted Sabriel dead, it would have happened. Yeah, like with the paper wing when he took it over. Though, to be fair, he did try. He did try then. Like, Mogget totally unbound is not cool with everything, but Mogget with- I mean, he tried to escape, is the thing. He char- he came at her when he was like, oh the yeah, fire beast after- um, he rescued her with the paper wing and then she had to get the collar on really quickly because he was right. like, I'm going to eat you. Uh, but I, I do agree that he is the most free of the versions of him with a collar. Yeah. In Sabriel. Yeah. And then by the time we get to Golden Hand, he just does what he wants. And it's, well, yeah, it's great. It's also post, it's, it's right, post freedom. But like, if you think about like the conversations that Mogget has with the, the character interactions that Mogget has with people, the few times we see it in Golden Hand versus the other books, they're the most similar mm-hmm. to just the banter that he had in Sabriel. Like, the writing right. of yeah. his conversation is the closest. That's where they match up. Hmm. And I think... I'd have to look back at that. I It's something that kind of struck me reading it through, like, this time... Um, because I read them all in like a span of three days <laughs> Inse- right. instead of reading the first three a lot and then the other two by themselves when 
when I got them because they were released way after I I felt I really I started reading the series. But like the like the tone, the words he uses, the way he just talks to people, like the frank, blunt honesty. He is straightforward with Sabriel, even within the limits of like the Charterstone break. Way more, way more than he is in any other book other than Golden Hand. And in Sabriel, he's almost frustrated that he can't give her more information, which is definitely not how he is in Clariel. In Clariel, he's fighting to say, in Clariel, he's fighting to say less. In Golden Hand, he can just do whatever. But, and I think, I think he, I would, I would say that towards the end of a Borson is actually his most free, but I get, I agree that Sabriel will get the most of it and it's most emblematic because by a Borson, he's a little bit more free and he's starting to have individual people who are trusting him. That's true. But my, my argument for why, like, I personally would vote for Sabriel on that is just because of how different he is around the dog. He shuts up around the dog mm. in a way that he does not in any other book other than Clariel. And in Clariel, it's magical. Okay. When he's around the disreputable dog, it's by choice. <laughs> and that's with their shared history. That's with their origin. Like, he's still, yeah, he still, he does not want. <laughs> because that some remnant of the, some, some uh, version of the dog enslaved him. So, yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's a little cagey about it. Yeah. Like, uh, there's there's definitely... Um, I think you're right that there's definitely moments in Aborson where he is he is a lot more, like... I mean, really, honestly, to be fair, it's moments with Sam. It's moments with yeah. not the Aborsons. Uh, mm-hmm. But he has... He does have those moments. And, but also, he straight up does not give information that would have helped them because the dog is around or because, like people are you know he, he basically just kind of there's a couple moments where he basically just kind of goes go ask the people that are supposed to help you and they're like um but you're supposed to be serving me and he's like Psh, nah <laughs> mm-hmm. i don't want to help you now <laughs> like good let Arandis get out and devour the world that would be awesome like there's he doesn't say that verbatim but there is a conversation where that is basically his attitude is like well we were doing better for a while but you're back to treating me kind of a little bit not as nicely as I would like to be. Or, I mean, to be fair, it's not you're treating me worse now. It's, it, it is what, like, it is, I don't want to talk about with the dog, go get the dog to help you. And there, there's just this dynamic there where, I don't know, it, it is, it is extremely interesting to me to, to kind of compare and, and think about. And I, I do want to talk about um, how he is in Golden Hand, because even though we don't get a ton of him in Golden Hand, like, we're seeing him basically, like, after all the bad stuff is over for him, and he just, it is, like, yeah. most powerful and most individual, and, uh, here we learn where Mogget, we can, when he can do whatever he wants, he is upset that people are messing. Uh, he is upset when people are messing with his river. And so, uh, he is, when he is upset that people are messing with his river, it, that is the thing that makes him, like, 
do something other than run around the world and catch fish and stuff. Mogget got the most upset about something he cared about for him when people were messing with his river. And so we see that Mogget, left to his own devices, cares deeply about rivers because they have fish in them and he wants to eat fish. (laughs) I mean, honestly... Because... I love Mogget, but I also you, love, you also love air conditioning. To be fair, I love air conditioning um, and not hello, heating. listeners. When we record these, I have to turn off my air conditioning, and it's a sacrifice <laughs> I make for you. Um, <laughs> and and in the in the part of the country where Robin is, that that means something. <laughs> when you I turn off. am in Louisiana. <laughs> um, I'm in Louisiana, and I sacrifice my air conditioning for you. Um, yeah, so uh, because the main care. points, I think, are Mogget is enslaved in a way that reaches into his mind and messes with mm-hmm. his ability to think and to express his free will. And it's kind of ironic that we're talking about the trauma for him and Golden Hand because Golden, Golden Hand, Hand is, is the when he's point where he... It's when he's free. It's when he has the least trauma. It's when he finally has like his own stuff. And I like that we're getting to talk about that aftermath. Yeah. So I just, I just hope as a, as a part, as a closing thought, mm-hmm. I just hope that Mogget actually likes creation and isn't just trauma bonded to it. Well, <laughs> but to be fair, he, think he, maybe- didn't, he didn't cling to the people. He did cling to the fish, which did nothing to him. Well, he eats them, so he, he does something to he, them. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. Um, but yeah, did you have any any f- other final thoughts about I mean, Other than he's my favorite, and no, not really. All right. Well, uh, thank you all for joining for this slightly delayed, extended minor character spotlight. We hope you liked this discussion. That's a little bit longer than what we usually can give to a minor character, but he was in all five books and he was a big part of all the books so it's it's totally worth it and if we had to do this extended episode uh extended segment for uh for any minor character it, it's mock if, if we could pick uh, any if i could pick any minor character to treat as a main character it would be my favorite cat who is in every book in this series he's the only character yeah, in every th- book in the series yeah he's the other one in every book um we we thought really hard about making him a main character, but we, we couldn't pick which book he would have been, and we never had. We almost almost never had scenes from him's perspective. This is, this is so big. this is a good tribute. Yeah, so. yeah. So thank you for joining us for this slightly delayed minor character spotlight. You can find our full episodes and any minisodes we end up doing on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we will see you in a little under a fortnight. All music used in this podcast was created by Nicole as Heartbeat Art Co. and is used with permission. You can follow us on Twitter at Books That Burn, all one word. You can email us with questions, comments, or book recommendations at bookstatburn at yahoo.com. Support us on patreon.com slash books that burn. All patrons get access to our upcoming book list and receive a one-time shout out. You can leave us an iTunes review. This helps people to find the show. And find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. We'll be back in two weeks.